And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Boom! Here we go, ladies and gents. Welcome back, business pros. It is the Startup Hustle podcast, and this is my second episode in a four-part series talking about all things digital marketing. So let's get this show on the road. I got a special guest from St. Louis, Missouri, Bear Wade. Uh, let's let's see. I, I love the description that he came up with, by the way, because it's it's so on point. Doing your own marketing sucks. Like it just does. It, it's not the most uh, entertaining thing unless you're a marketing person, but most of us are, are something else in business uh, and doing your own marketing sucks, but you got to do it. You have to get it done. And, uh, and, and Bear's got a, a proven brand step system that he wants to empower business owners to help get their branding and marketing in the right place. Why make the same mistakes as everybody else when you just got experience with somebody who's already doing it? So before we get started, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. So Bear, welcome to the episode, man. How you doing? Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I love the show and, and uh, love what everybody's doing at Startup Hustle. Oh man, it's uh, it's it's a fun thing to meet a bunch of new entrepreneurs doing their thing in different ways. And one of the things that I've been able to learn from other entrepreneurs is what not to do. Right? Everybody Seriously. goes out there and makes mistakes. What right. not to do? Tell me a little bit about your backstory and how you learned what not to do. Oh man, so I uh, kind of come from a filmmaker background. Uh, I've been in business for 20 years and uh, just right out of college, I have a photography degree and then got it, you know, I was doing uh, audio before that in high school and kind of merged the two together uh, to do video. And so I've been doing video for a long time. I have a, a documentary that's been airing on PBS for the last decade. And uh, so people come to me for video a lot. You know, a lot of companies, you know, would approach me and, and ask me to to shoot some video for them. And every time, I swear, every time we'd get into a meeting, um, you know, pre-production meeting, I'd say, okay, so the whole point of this video of like spending our time on it is to bring people, you know, we're going to put it on social, we'll put it in your newsletter, your e-newsletter, and uh, we're going to get it out all over the place. And hopefully it will bring people back to your website. So how is your website before we, you know, launch this thing? Is your website in order? And, uh, you know, is it converting viewers into paid customers? And man, nine times out of 10, uh, they would always say, well, we have a website, <clears throat> but uh, it, it still needs some work. <laughs> and we both kind of look at each other like, well, let's pause. Like, why would we do the video then? Right. And so, um, so then I'd say, well, let's just, let's put a pin in the video uh, production and let's get your website figured out because there's no point doing the video. And so we'd get in this, you know, uh, website meeting and I'd say, okay, so every good website has uh, a, a clear logo. It has good brand colors that, you know, reflect what they do. It has a value proposition or brand script, you know, something that says uh, that they understand your pain and, you know, and uh, here's why you should choose us. Um, and, and, or in authentic photography. So I'd say so in some sort of call to action, but those are the big things. And so I'd say, so, you know, uh, 
I see you have some photographs on here, but it's stock photography. Do you have anything, you know? And they'd say, well, we have a logo, uh, but my, you know, my uncle made it or some employee made it on MS Paint 10 years ago or something. And it's like, oh man. So after doing that for 20 years and having these meetings all the time, I realized that there is an order to this. And I figured that out because I was doing it out of order every time. And so mm-hmm. uh, I finally was like, wait a minute, there is, I've been doing it so much subconsciously for the brands I build and for clients um, for myself. And I was, you know, and I, I thought I got to write this down. Not everybody knows this. Nobody's talking about it in marketing that if you build it in order, you're going to save a bunch of time because if you shoot a video, if you have, uh, your value proposition, your logo, your, uh, brand colors figured out a lot of the video then to shoot it is just going to collect that footage. You don't have to figure out the script. It's like, let's just go shoot the thing. And, uh, um, it's, it's a where and when, not what at that point, same thing for a brochure. It's like, well, if you have those things collected, it's just formatting it for the brochure. And if you're making a website, at least to start out, it's just putting those things together. And so you're just formatting it for, for desktop and and mobile. So, uh, it was, (laughs) I'm still like, (laughs) still, um, uh, surprised that I, you know, that people don't know it and that I didn't realize it sooner, but I'm, I'm happy to share it today. Yeah, I love I love that story because really what it is is you got really good at one thing first, right? You mm-hmm. got really good at, at the video part, but you realized, yeah. I mean, as I'm hearing your story, it feels like you realized that, look, I can do this really well, but the customer doesn't get the result they're looking for because they lack other pieces of this marketing campaign. So That's you so found you found a hole in in I guess the link of chains, you were just one link in this chain that needs to work together in, in order to pull this load. Um, you know, totally. And and I think that the, to, to interrupt you for a second, I think there's a lot of production uh, contractors. I'll call them like you know, there's there's videographers, there's photographers, there's website designers, there's graphic designers, and a lot of times those people get hired out for projects in their own silo and none of them talk and and mm. they don't share their ideas. So you have the website doesn't look anything like the brochure because they're two different people and two different, you know, agencies or something, you know, or maybe the graphic designers in house, but they outsource the, the web. And so it's, sorry it, it, to interrupt you, but it, it's, to me, it's the whole point is let's get the left hand, know what the right hand's doing and uh, make it all unified. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you, but at the same time, how much of it do you think is like check the box versus oh, like man. actually having a business know what they're doing? Like they know they're supposed to have a website, so they get a website done, right? They know they're supposed to have a logo, so they get a logo done. But what what what, what do you call unified branding? Like what does that actually mean? So, uh, well, I mean, the classic example, whether we like it or not, is McDonald's, right? When we walk in, I, and I, I know it's kind of cliche if you're in marketing, but uh, for people that are new to it or f- hearing it again for fresh ears, uh, with fresh ears, the idea of walking into a McDonald's, you know that if you see the brown paper bag not in a McDonald's with the red and yellow uh, stripes on it, you just know it's McDonald's. You know, it, it it speaks for itself because they use those same colors on their ads, their print ads, and on the billboard outside the the uh, restaurant, and they use it um, uh, digitally. You know, so it's it's they're very consistent. And so same thing with the Nike swoosh. They don't even have to use the word Nike anymore. It says it speaks for itself and they've done a lot of work and a lot of (laughs) spent a lot of money training us to know that. But at this point it is super easy for them to just, um, uh, just 
speak it. And we, and we finish the sentence in our head. We always say Nike in our head, even though it just has a little swoosh on it. And That's true. That's true. So, so for me, the unified, like having a unified brand is just developing it once and then formatting it for all the different things. So you're social media profile isn't your picture it's your logo or your emblem you know it's um and stuff like that that's, so that's you could have you could have stayed in your lane you could have just done video stuff and you've you've made a career out of it you talked about the you know the show currently on pbs like you could have just stayed in video but what launched you into doing all the marketing stuff uh well i had to do it for myself for the film because <laughs> I couldn't afford, <laughs> I couldn't afford anybody but me. So the part of that was just kind of doing it myself. But at this, but I guess why what drives me is I I hate it when I make a I, and I just did this a few years ago and it still rubs me raw that I made a film for a client and uh, I delivered it to her and I gave her like the Vimeo link to download and I gave her you know the the file she needed and the thumbnail but she didn't know how to upload it to Facebook. You know, she didn't mm. know how to download it and then get it onto her phone or, you know, like she doesn't, it, it was just like, Oh my gosh, there's no point in making these videos. If I'm not helping them with the rest of it, <laughs> like I just work myself out of a job because to her, the, she knows she needs a video, but if she's not sharing it, it ruined the whole point of her investment. And that's the part for me that I was like, uh, I gotta, even if I'm not the, best at all these things i need to at least find people on my team you know create a team that can help me move this stuff forward and and at least maximize their value uh rather than just making the thing and saying hey you know I, then i don't get any repeat business either because it wasn't valuable to them so why would they come back and want another video that didn't work <laughs> oh man yeah. there are so many companies out there it's funny because uh as i step into this digital marketing space uh, these these paid ads one of the things i look for when i bring on a client is well, what digital assets do you already have, right? Do you have yeah. a logo? Do you have video? And the funny thing is, like you're describing, there are, I'll go to the YouTube page and it's like five or six videos on their YouTube page and they're good videos. Like it's quality stuff. Right. But nobody's seen it. They don't oh. have any idea what they what to do with it. They put it on YouTube because that's where it was supposed to go. Right. But that's it. Oh, and I, I'm guilty of this too. I am. I, I tell everybody I'm great at making cool stuff, <laughs> but nobody knows it's there. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just the introvert in me, you know, so I've been over the past few years, like, Oh, I got to get this out more. It, it, it only does any of us so good if it's entertaining, but if nobody sees it, it's the point, you know? So that's been my big thing. The last couple of years is like, okay, I got to get out of my shell and, and uh, get out from behind the camera and, and, you know, find solutions here. So, but isn't that why businesses, fail or falter in the first place, right? I mean, how many businesses are out there and they're probably really good plumbers or really good videographers or really good at their craft. They're amazing. Right, they probably yeah. want some of the best talent out there, but nobody knows who they are. Like right. they're, they're invisible to the rest of the world. And I mean, it could be a Tom Brady, dude. You could be picking up somebody like in the sixth round, right? That's right, you know, a right. backup quarterback, but it's a gem. You just, they just don't right. know how to grow that particular business. So what made you like, how did you come up with the, with the five brand steps? Like what pushed you to that next level to start getting yourself out there? Uh, well, I, I just made it to explain to, to prospects face to face. I, I made this huge menu. It was like, you know, here's the 40 things that, you know, it was much bigger and it was all the things you possibly could do, you know, from like having business cards as a brochure, but I just put them in, in order to me, you know, to, 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 
if I were to continue to do it and I did, did it on my own, I need to be really efficient because it's, you know, I can't afford, I don't have a huge budget for my own marketing. So it was more like, how do I, uh, how would I do that? And so I had this huge list and, and it was, it just kind of came down to, I wanted to make it more uh, easier to digest and easier to um, understand. And so I got it down to five. Um, and within that, there are, you know, there's kind of subcategories, but the, but the five really help kind of, uh, it's repeatable and you can, you know, understand what it is. So, um, yeah, that, that for me was the, it's like, we got to get to a point where I can memorize it and, you know, people can memorize it. So they know yeah, where tell they me, are. Tell me yeah. what the five steps are. So the, the five steps are, uh, defining, building, growing, ongoing and scaling. So the defining part is like, once you get it all defined, like your brand script, your, your, your business name, if you're just starting out, or sometimes I've seen so many bad business names that it's somebody's last name and it's really hard to spell or say, and it's like, you're kind of sabotaging your whole, <laughs> so any of that stuff, it's like define that first, and then you're going to start to, to build out, you know, your, your website, your social media, your pricing structure, which seems like a weird place to put that. But if, if people can't understand what you're selling and how you know, how they do it, then, uh, you're shooting yourself in the foot <laughs> and mm -hmm. then, uh, and then, you know, coming up with your print media. And then after that, it's just about growing, like make sure you have a, uh, a database of uh, email list uh, of current clients. And, and, uh, I went years without keeping track of my previous clients really. And it, and I was never like touching base with them. Uh, now it's seems so obvious. And, and I think, um, a lot of marketers have brought that to the forefront of reminding us that, our email list is, is valuable, but, uh, it's so like, I can't believe I didn't do that for the longest time. And then it's working on your lead generation, you know, but you don't need to work on your lead gen. I don't think until you have a place to point them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's part of the order. And then ongoing, it's just, you know, making sure you have some sort of content pipeline, which I talk about a lot because for me as a, uh, I still do a lot of video production. Uh, we want to keep track of all, all of it and we don't need everybody, jumping on, you know, all we don't need editors and social media managers and uh, um, the shooters and the data wrangler, <laughs> you know, we don't need all of them jumping on that same project at the same time. So we have this kind of like order to things so we can track it. We name each idea and track it. And, and so we talk about that a lot and uh, yeah, coming up with a content schedule and, and deploying it all. And then the last part is just scaling, you know, it's like now we've got it all going. How can we make a little bit bigger? How can we grow, you know, how can we get more sales, get more leads, more, uh, have more people, um, doing the work instead of me doing it all, you know, <laughs> or having yeah, the, business yeah. of the CEO doing it all, which, uh, sometimes we're wearing so many hats, it's sabotages our whole business. So, so defining, defining when you're sitting down with a, with a new business owner and you're going to create your, your, your stuff, right? You, you might have, like, I'll give you an example. When, 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 uh, my brother <laughs> and I started, yeah, yeah, we all have that example, right? <laughs> when, when my brother and I started our podcast, um, I, I didn't know anything about it. I could probably barely spell podcast, right? And I was going to do this thing. Uh, and so I'm, I'm creating everything that is required to launch this podcast, one of which was a thumbnail, right? And mind you, I, have, I had zero creative background. So I literally was like, come here, dude, snap a picture like a selfie, right? And then throw it on. I, it might have been paint for all I know. Slap on the words like business bros. And that was, that was it. It was just a picture of us. Right. 
and when we started doing this more consistently on a regular basis, then we were like, okay, well, let's actually create an actual logo, not just a picture of us, right? right? right. And let's start, let's start, you know, kind of picking stuff. And the extent, like, how do I even define that? Like, how do I go from there? Because I'll tell you how I did it. I went on Fiverr and I looked at like a couple different people's uh, artwork designs. And then I was like, hey, here's the original picture. Can you make something cool? And like, that was it, right? I, there was <laughs> make no something technicality. Cool. Was, yeah, I need it to pop. Technical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. fortunately, we tried out a couple different things. We ended up with, with the Business Bros logo that we have now. But yeah. uh, that was almost like, luck right like there was no actual structure to that when you talk about defining your stuff like what kinds of questions should we be asking ourselves or what what should we be doing to kind of help create something that is going to give get engagement to be noticed to to stand out a little bit i am a big fan of having some sort of emblem you know it um it, something that can speak for itself without the words <laughs> you know, so we know american airlines without the word american airlines with the with the um eagle we we know uh, the golden arches of course we know uh the starbucks um uh woman and, and so that for me the nike swoosh again that i i like I like the idea of having some sort of emblem that speaks for itself. Now, your uh, business bros has kind of a um, cartoon illustrated, you know, um, caricature kind of feel to it. And I, I, I think that's great. You know, it feels lighthearted. It feels approachable, um, but it's still done very well. So it's clean, you know, and I, I think that's that's good. But I I, I guess for me, I, I want to try and find something that represents what they are or what they're about and um and try and pull that out and sometimes it has to do with the building they're in or or the service they're in um and other times it's a bit more abstract but i, I want something uh that can look and feel like them and stand on it on on its own yeah that's that's it's funny how difficult it is to do that right like i i, I don't it know it, it was for me no. it, it, it was it, it, i mean even something as simple as pick a color right like Pick a color is not the easiest thing to do. And then, okay, and then uh, a couple palette colors to go along with it. What? Like, you want to pick yeah. three colors? I have a hard time picking one. Well, I think there's some good color combinations. So if you if you kind of know something, I mean, here's the quick answer. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> there's some stat like, you know, 70% 70 of logos are blue or something like that. So you can just cut, 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 you know, cut to the chase and do that. But I think that... Uh, I, you know, there's color palettes. And I I think what's interesting is you, if you are a fan of professional sports at all, of basketball, the NFL, there are a bunch of color palettes there. And and you wouldn't believe every time I design something, uh, somebody will come up and go, oh, that reminds me of the Denver Broncos logo because it's orange. <laughs> and, you know, it just, you know, they've stolen every good color palette, you know, uh, oh, because yeah. they're, they're there. Right. So and so you can kind of look and see what other people are doing and and get those color combinations without uh completely ripping them off i wouldn't go and steal the exact orange and the exact blue from the broncos but the idea of saying orange and blue goes together uh is helpful you know and and uh, I, I do talk about in in the book about how uh, a little bit about color theory and uh, which i think is fascinating as far as branding goes because what it says you know what the color says um all you know Color says something to everybody, and uh, we all kind of interpret it for the most part the same. So uh, I think that's, you know, so if you have something where you want to be personable or 
elegant or uh, uh, high energy, you know, there's a color for you. So you might be able to look at your your kind of company or your brand or what you want to evoke and uh, pick your color palette around that. I love how you said NFL because ultimately I went with the Charger colors. Yeah, it's your two shirts on your logo. Yeah, gotta yep, get that that's it. it was the blue and gold, man. That's what we ended up going with. That's so funny. Okay, I'm, I'm not you. alone though. I'm not yeah. alone. No, no. It's, it's funny how that always happens, but it does. It does. Right, right in the middle of football season too. So it's ever at the beginning of football season. So it's perfect. Right. Perfect. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the build. So you're going to you, you finally decided a color. You create your logos. Maybe do a little bit. You know, some intros, outros, type things. Whatever you need for for your design. Yeah. Then what do you build first? Do you go straight into your social media platforms? Do you go like straight into like is it a landing page? Is it a full website? Like what what are we looking at? I actually don't start with any of those. I start with a with uh, my pricing structure uh, because it seems kind of in a weird spot, but uh, trust me, it seems it's in the right spot in the in the fact that if you start reaching out uh, to people or people start finding you on social media, they're going to want to. Odds are you're good at what you do and you're trying to turn it into a business. And if you don't know what you're selling it for, if you don't know the scope, you don't know your delivery, if you don't have that communicated and what it costs, then all the rest of your energy is wasted. The whole point is the, to sell what you're doing and make a profit. So I like to try and figure out my pricing structure next. And if that is in kind of the menu, um, you know, if you have like three tiers or if you, you know, just whatever that is for you, uh, if it's a membership, uh, it's just to define that. And what do they get and what don't they get? And, you know, do you have some sort of upsell exactly, you know, to continue with the McDonald's thread, you know, they have, they sell burgers, but they make their money on the fries and the Coke. And so that, I, you know, uh, what are those upsell opportunities? You want to figure that out and define that in your pricing structure. But then once that's done and you have it either internal, like, so you know it. So if people contact you, you can at least bid stuff out. Or if you're making it external, so they can look at your menu uh, or your pricing. Once you have that done, then I, I build a website and then I put it all over uh, social media. <laughs> you know, um, then I have something to go back to, you know, I can point them back to the website and start. Mm. And that's where we, that's yeah. where we start moving into the growing, right? Because yeah. now you have a place to point them now, right? So you've, you've designed their color. You've designed your brand the way you want it to look. You have an image, something that says, this is who we are. Uh, and now people, because your assumption here is that the person that, that is doing this has a skill at something. So if they have a skill at something, right, then, then or, or they, now we or they have a yeah, or they have a solution to uh, our problem. You know, right. it, that that might, I assume that's in the form of a skill, but not always. I just heard another podcast where the guy, he started a software company and he didn't know any coding, but he was, he knew the industry that he wanted to serve and that went a long way. So he was like, well, I can, I can find other people to help me with the coding, but they wouldn't know how to serve them as well as I could because of my background. So yeah. I, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's interesting. But the thing for me when I'm, you know, when I'm talking about growing is, is make sure you track everybody who's a fan of yours, you know, like start that email that or start that database uh, for email, for mailing, you know, um, a real uh, paper mail or just phone numbers, just start collecting uh, your tribe, you know, as, as Seth Godin um, calls them, or just between fans and then paid customers. And you want to convert as many of those fans into paid customers as you can, but track them all, 
and keep reaching out to them and, and reminding them, keep providing value, right? Uh, as you yeah. Russell Brunson talks about, um, about the difference between controlled traffic and paid traffic, right? So when you're paying for traffic, when you're, when you're paying for ads and, and you're taking the videos that you create, or you're taking the, the, the images that you, that you, uh, take pictures of and you post them out there through paid advertising to attract attention to that page, that, that pricing structure that you just talked about. Uh, part of it is gathering that data. Part of it is getting that name, email, uh, phone number type stuff, because, that traffic that you're getting, you don't control, you're paying for it. However, as you build that email database, as you build that phone number base, as you build that physical address, now you have other means of distribution. And this is where the growing and ongoing pops in, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. And that's it. And uh, like I said, it, I didn't do it for the longest time. I just served them, whoever asked me to do something, and I delivered. And I didn't like track them and keep following up with them. So that's I it's easy it's so much easier, right? We know it's easier to sell to somebody who's already bought from you than to find somebody new to buy uh to buy from you. So um just keep track of them. All right, ladies and gents, that's a start right here. We're gonna take a little quick break. We've already talked about defining your logos, defining your your brand strategy. We talked a little bit about building your uh, your your pay scale. Make sure you understand how what you charge for what services you're offering. Uh, we talked a little bit about growing and ongoing. Uh, and so when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about scaling. How do you go? How do you make an impact? What what makes you valuable in the market? So uh, let me take a quick little break. All right, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. All right, business pros, let's do this thing. Bear, to scale, it feels like you have to be able to make an impact. And, you know, we all wish we could be that, you know, person that goes viral in the very first video we make and everybody knows our name and then that's it, oh, problem that'd be solved. So much easier. <laughs> It doesn't always work that way, right? It doesn't. <laughs> it sure doesn't. Yeah, and that's what scaling's about. I, I, for me, it's it. You want to try and find ways to first reproduce yourself. You know, you you probably came in to business because you were good at something. So to try and define what made you good at it and uh, have some sort of repeatable process is really handy. It kind of sounds obvious, but it's it's very handy. Um, and if you can start to train other people, then you can get out of doing the work in the business and start working on the business. And so, uh, for me, it's, uh, trying to first, uh, re you know, um, it's about trying to make sure I cover myself, you know, the, the roles that I've been, um, good at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're in, you're, you're putting together videos, right? So you're, you're doing shows. You're really good at grabbing attention and kind of storytelling because I think a good videographer, really can visually tell a story from from what's happening um yeah. so when we talk about you know trying to make an impact out there what we're really doing for a brand is telling that story right we're really growing little bits at a time and and connecting with our tribe as you called it right as seth godin calls it we're right. connecting with our tribe a little bit at a time so what do you think are the things that we should focus on when we're trying to make an impact with our with our tribe I think that, um, I mean, this comes almost straight out of uh, story building a story brand or story brand with Donald Miller. Donald Miller. Yeah. I mean, he's, 
he says a lot of things that I've been doing, but he defined them so well and and so succinctly. It's like, oh boy, that's that's fantastic. I love I love their work. Um, he but he talks about uh, making sure you uh, empathize with your with your tribe. You know, make sure uh, that they understand that you've been through the trenches just like the trench they're in right now and uh that you've come out the other side with some sort of solution and uh and and then show them the way right show them the three easy steps that you can uh they can take to uh follow you along in the in the journey of getting out of that (laughs) foxhole to continue the the metaphor but uh that that to me is i mean the way to show empathy is uh is very helpful in storytelling that and having a beginning, middle, and end. You know, you want to try and and uh, if you're if you're shooting video, uh, my tip for if you're shooting video, my tip is always know how to start and know how to get out of it. Uh, you can figure out the middle. You're the pro, so you'll figure out the middle part. But nobody's good at like wrapping up a sentence. <laughs> they still want to tell you more information. You know, so uh, and and you're amazing at it as as a podcast host. But uh, you know, it took practice, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. And so, yeah, only yeah. 800 plus episodes. Well, That's there you all go. The it took. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, when, when I think about making impact, um, I, I, you know, one person at a time sounds like it sucks, right? Like, it sounds like, how am I ever going to talk to millions of people? How is my brand ever going to really scale? How am I going to grow something big if I'm talking to one person at a time? But when you're, when you're focusing your story, you really are talking to a person. It's just that there are a lot of those a persons around. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well said. Yeah, exactly. No, that's so true. And if you can remember that you're just talking to a person and keep that person in mind what every in everything that you do, uh, whether it's designing the website or, or making a video or, uh, you know, um, figuring out your pricing structure, all that stuff is, is writing emails, um, bulk emails to people. Um, just remember that one person and just, you know, continue to speak to them. So what do you think makes, uh, your work in marketing valuable? Like what, what, what do you, what do you feel like you are, where, where your strength is? I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it about video, but what, what makes it so valuable? Uh, well, I've had people tell me, you know, I've been trying to figure that out for the last 20 years, but I've had people say that I can turn, uh, an idea into something, uh, marketable. So Mm. it seems like I do a lot of startup work with people that are wanting to do some sort of side hustle, or they've moved into wanting to do it full time and they find me and, uh, and our agency and are ready to turn some idea into something. And I'm, uh, I hear I'm great at that. (laughs) Um, and then the other thing is I just have more, uh, a bigger, wider perspective than a general, um, marketer, uh, or, or somebody uh, like a trade, uh, advertising trades person. Right. So I, as a shooter, uh, a video, I edit. So I know how to shoot as an editor and as, you know, and as a photographer, uh, which I see all the time, even in stock photography, uh, photographers don't leave enough room for the text, you know, in the negative space mm. here. So they uh, are still cropping as if it's a portrait. And it's like, well, we need room as a design. They don't shoot like a designer. Right. And so um, I I like having that bigger perspective. And I think that's something that only you get with experience and uh, <laughs> boy, I've gotten a lot of experience. And I think that is really helpful to the to the client after all, you know, after it's all said and done in the long run, because you have that, uh, 
you, you know, you know how to instruct or communicate to a photographer and say, no, I need you to shoot loose, you know, leave some room in the sky. Cause that's where I know we're going to put the logo or whatever it is. Right. And so, um, I just can kind of, I think the bigger perspective has been very helpful in uh, being valuable to clients. Yeah, but that's huge. Like, I mean, if, if, here's here's something I've noticed that happens a lot. You go and you have this idea, this concept that you want to videotape or this this photo shoot that you want to do. And like you said, the pictures come out great. The video comes out great. But there's nothing that really points in the direction that you wanted to go. And the video is cool, but it doesn't tell me what you do. It doesn't really, yeah. you know, guide guide the customer through a, through the story that I want them to. My pictures look, oh, you made me look amazing, but I can't really put my logo anywhere. I can't really add any copy to this thing. You know, when, when you're setting yourself up like that and you're, you're, you're saving the customer so much time and money and, and, the, the reason on the time thing is because you're editing in your mind before you even like finish what you're doing. Right. Yeah, you have before, a concept before in I'm mind. shooting. Yeah. Before I'm shooting. And, and sometimes I kind of like blank out on set and I'm like, I think that's going to go together. Perfect. <laughs> I'm editing in my head. <laughs> I do that. In my dreams too. I'm still editing, but you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And same thing with the, uh, I've had so many times where somebody will submit a photo for the, for their, uh, we'll call it their slider at the top of their website, right? So it's usually long and narrow. It's a, below their navigation and their logo and, you know, above the body copy. And it's always kind of, you know, long and skinny. And uh, that is a weird thing to shoot for in a camera. I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, to crop that loose, it looks like they're super far away. But then once you crop it right for <laughs> for the slider, you're like, wow, I really had to, I barely have enough room for the for the, you know, the tagline <laughs> next to them. So um, that is something that, you know, I, it's just nice to, I guess, have that. I don't know what your question was. I'm sorry, but I think it's just another example of, of how uh, having that um, wider perspective uh, is helpful. Tell me more about, about brand steps. Like when people want to work with you and, and, you know, they're hearing all this stuff that you do and they, they, it, I'll be honest because as a customer, as someone who hires a videographer, uh, yeah. You know, the videographer that I use here locally in San Diego, one of the, my favorite things is when I sit down, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. He steps back for a second and exactly like you were describing where you're lost in a moment and you're, you're seeing something visually in your head. I can see that happening in his head. And then Excellent. he's like, OK, you know, uh, let's do this. Let's direct you here. Stand here. We're going to walk in. It's going to look like this, blah, blah, blah. Like he has a whole thing laid out in his mind. So when people come to work with you. You know, what, what do we find, you know, what's that process like? How do we get a hold of you? You know, what, what's the, what's the step-by-step? So usually they, you know, um, we would try and figure out what the problem is they're trying to uh, communicate. And then from there, figure out what the best kind of shoot is. You know, if it's, if it's, I, I seem to do a lot of talking head. I think that comes from my, from my interview days and my documentary interview days where we're, we're doing this kind of discussion uh, thing where, I might have somebody look at the camera, but then I shoot a bunch of B-roll, uh, secondary footage to try and, you know, illustrate what they're talking about. Um, and for, but, you know, it's not always that, that case. I, I think it's, uh, interesting to try and figure out how to solve or communicate what they're trying to say. Uh, and dang, dang, is that hard <laughs> sometimes yeah. to go, uh, okay, I see what you're saying here now. Or they'll come to me with an idea, like a, they'll pitch me the creative part of it. And I get what they're going for, but to sh 
like I couldn't figure out how to shoot it right or it would come off super cheesy or, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. I get what you're going for. Let's see how we can evolve that to the next phase and, and still keep the essence of what you're going for or, you know, sometimes they're way off. And it's like, oh, I don't think your viewer is going to connect with that, you know? And so it, it's really interesting to try and problem solve that. And just like your videographer, there are a million variables in video and to try mm -hmm. and figure out how to manage them all between having the gear, the batteries, the cables, all the little accessories to connect the camera and the mic and the, you know, uh, and if you just have the one um, quarter 20 screw that doesn't, you know, hold the tripod to the camera, you, you're going to have the whole shoot through and, you know, so you have all that, but then you have lighting you have to figure out the audio it seems like every time i turn on a camera some leaf blowers going on across the street or <laughs> you know, it's like oh my god <laughs> so so it's just managing a lot of that right and so uh i can definitely um understand what your videographer is going through trying to figure out how to minimize those variables and tell a cool story and you know show you off and and uh, uh, make it engaging so people don't because we have short attention spans so how we can you know stay engaged with the video it's a, it's a tough job. I almost wish I had some free resource that could help me out with some of this stuff. If only. Bear, is there anything <laughs> you can help me with? Well, we have, uh, you know, like I said, the, I have a book coming out. It's called Unify Your Marketing. Uh, it's just a, uh, it's the, the, the five-step guide to get your marketing in order. So you save heartache, uh, save, you know, uh, save yourself from heartache, save some money, save some time. Those are three things we definitely need as business owners. So I encourage you to check that out at uh, unifyyourmarketing.com. Uh, our pre-sale starts today. Yay! Uh, mm -hmm. The book actually comes out uh, October 5th. And so I enjoy, uh, encourage you to check that out. But we also have a lot of free resources on our website when you get there. Uh, we have a, uh, um, a, a guide for how to shoot. Um, before you shoot, we call it a pre-record checklist. So it's a, a, a list of all the things you should consider before you push record, um, from having good energy to making sure your wardrobe looks good, double check your hair, um, uh, make sure you know you're in and you're out point, like how to get into it and how to get out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's this whole checklist. So you don't have to think about like, did I format the SD card in my camera before I record? Um, is my mic on? You know, I did a recording not too long ago and I had the mic on the camera, but I didn't have it on me. It was just sitting over <laughs> here, <laughs> but I wasn't monitoring it because I was in it, you know? So, so I, I did a couple and then I listened back, you know, just to make sure everything was good. And, and I listened back and I'm like, wow, that sure sounds echoey. <laughs> yeah, I wonder so, why. You know, if I would have just looked at my own list, <laughs> it would have been helpful. So it just kind of saves you from that. So that checklist is, is uh, uh, free on our website. Uh, we have a, another checklist for our, for if you're building the website, um, you know, those, those top 10 things that you should definitely have on your, on your site uh, to make it engaging and turn a viewer into a paid customer. And so, yeah, a lot of free resources. Those are just a couple of them, but uh, yeah, I encourage you to check them out. Gotta love checklists, man. Checklists, uh, lifesavers. I mean, if they it are. wasn't for some of the checklists, like, I mean, there's, there's, there's checklists that I got just for when I go on va like vacation or, or I'm going to soccer practice, right? I'm going down my checklist. Yeah, do I got right. my canopy? Do I got my chairs? Do I got my wagon? <laughs> I got my water? Like, got my there's snacks. Like yeah, got my snacks. Everything's <laughs> got to have a checklist. It's the way you're going to get stuff done. All right. Sure. Um, so let me ask you some, some fun questions about you as an individual. Sure. Um, so how would you consider yourself to be winning on a regular basis? What do you do to get yourself 
to improve, to be happier, to be more creative. Because, uh, you know, some of those things are very helpful when creating some engaging content. Like that creativity has got to come in. So what do you use or what do you do to kind of spark that creativity to, to get better every day? Oh, I have, I work on that a lot because there are so many opposing forces uh, <laughs> working <laughs> against me between having children, which I love them, but holy cow, are they a sabotage of time and uh, attention? <laughs> yes. I agree with that one. I second yeah, that one. Can I get an amen? Yeah, no, I, I love them. But uh, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's hard to find that balance. It really is. And, and so focusing on that. Uh, making sure I get to spend time with them, my schedule time. Uh, for me, uh, what schedule gets done. So I make sure I yes. schedule everything. And that's super helpful. I have been getting up, you know, everybody has told me, every entrepreneur has told me to get up early. And uh, um, and I finally, after years, I used as an editor for years, I always edited at night. And um, because it got quiet, the leaf blowers were all gone. I have to edit a lot with my ears. Uh, so um you know, I have to hear the people that are talking and I have to hear the background noise, make sure it's good and, and adjust the music behind it and all that. So um, I used to do a lot of editing at night and I'd have these, you know, five, six hour stretches. And once I had kids, it was so much harder to do that because I had the morning, you know, kids don't sleep in. Uh, mm -hmm. and so, <laughs> so that was hard. So now I've totally flipped it. I've hired editors. Uh, so now I shoot stuff, I communicate to them and it turns out they are better than me. So it's even better. You know, uh, the final product's even better than anything I was doing anyway. And, uh, so that's pretty neat. And then, um, yeah, having my morning, knowing my, like, what are my big things I need to, uh, make sure I get done in the day. Um, I learned from Michael Hyatt, uh, who's the leadership guy, uh, you know, to, to make sure that I, um, focus on my big three or whatever, you know, he had, I forgot what he calls it, but, you know, making sure you focus on what's most important and you're very uh, um, mindful of all the other sabotaging things. There's a difference between urgent and, or uh, loud <laughs> and urgent, you know, sometimes uh, I'll have clients that are like, I got to get this done ASAP. And I'm like, you know, there's no such thing as a design emergency. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to press or something, it can be, but I, you know, we kind of joke about that. Um, so you do, I do have to be uh, available for that. But, I love that though. That's a great yeah. one. There's no such thing as a design emergency. Relax, pump your brakes, Slow your bro. roll. Pump your brakes. <laughs> all right, all right. Wait, you know what? Let me, let me ask you this. Cause I get told that I, you know, I got a lot of high energy, a lot of energy. Right. But if you listen to yeah. like, for me, episode one, it wasn't like that. And I learned, mm. you know, there's that saying that the camera adds 10 pounds. Well, I think the camera also sucks the life out of people it too, sure right? Does. It totally does. And I, I tell, I, that's a, uh, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if it's embarrassing between you and me, you know, we're the only two people in the room. I have a camera. I'm pointed at you. You want your energy so high, uh, you know, and I bet I'm guilty of this. Well, I'll listen to the playback on this and I'm like, why do I look so zapped? <laughs> you have to overdo it. Yeah. I have to yeah. almost feel like you're, you know, embarrassed to be, uh, exerting so much energy for the thing. But once you look at the playback, you're like, man, that looks so engaging. That looks so good, you know? And so, yeah, ramping up your energy when you're shooting video or on a podcast or, uh, uh, you know, being interviewed, bring, bring it. I should, so, I should, I should, I have that added to my push record checklist, but I, I didn't yeah. follow my own advice. Add the energy, add the energy. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of uh, Goodwill Hunting where uh, Matt Damon and, uh, well, I actually, I think it was the, 
parody version but they're anyways i think it was Jay from the mob. <laughs> but they were talking they were at the beginning getting ready for their scene they're like lion face her lemon face ooh, lemon face, <laughs> <laughs> just get that feeling like you got to get yourself i don't know what it is do some jumpy jacks do some push-ups slap yeah, right. around splash water right. i don't know what you got to do but you got to bring that energy way up uh, and it really helps with the engagement All yeah right, uh, one more one more one more do you consider yourself to be driven or obsessed and if you don't like that one, genius or crazy? Uh, I, I uh, what were my first two options there? Uh, driven or obsessed? Driven, for sure. Uh, obsessed, I, I think I've backed off of that. I, I think when I was younger, I might have been obsessed. And that was about being the best videographer, the best mm. filmmaker I could possibly be. And now it's uh, I've shifted to being uh how can I run a good business? And, and I'm, uh, I guess I might be obsessed. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize that, but now that I'm reflecting on it, but I'm definitely driven. I, I, I want to get things done. I'm very proactive. I like churning stuff out and I like creating content all the time. And I get itchy after about two days if I haven't made something. So, uh, I'm driven that way for sure. Uh, genius, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> You're going crazy on that one. Cray, <laughs> cray, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Bear, hey, man, thank you very much for coming on the show today, sharing with us. I mean, oh, it was a great, great time. time, great conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love the podcast, and uh, I'll keep listening. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gents, once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Full Scale, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you guys find us on Instagram at Startup Hustle Podcast or check us out on our YouTube channel. We'll see you guys again next time. Peace out, business pros. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>